Jones and Mrs. Murphy Chowder. Sung by Mr. Edward M. Fever. Edison Records. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Klom. Uh, in a second, you're going to be listening to uh, Episode 7 of Comedy on Vinyl with the delightful Bob Wiltfong and the one, the only, Bob Wiltfong's mother, who makes a very brief appearance. I, I hope it's the one, the only. Um, the uh, the reason the episode is so short is just because Bob had a schedule to keep, and I'm not going to be one to keep him back uh, any more than I already have by asking him to be on my podcast. Um, but it's a it's a good episode. It's about uh, Cheech, Chong, Cheech and Chong's album Big Bamboo. It's uh, their second album ever. Um, it, a lot of the sketches on it were were big moments in comedy for me and Bob. So it was it was a lot of fun to talk to him. And we hope to have them on some future episodes that go on a little bit longer. Just wanted to warn you, it is just uh, one of the shorter episodes. Um, we are going to you know, fill it in with some clips and uh, maybe some clips of Bob's work as well. So enjoy this episode this week and uh, make sure to check Bob out on um, Facebook.com. Uh, so there's another Facebook, Facebook. Go to Facebook.org too, just in case. And uh, yeah, check me out at adrinkinggame.com. And, uh, yeah, we're doing Better Off Dead this month. So, yeah, please check that out. And thanks for listening to Comedy on Vinyl. Each man swore upon his life he'd never seen them before. So, they were blasted up with mortar okay. and were worn out at the knees. I can try and not knock this with the headphones. Okay. Fine. That's a good way to start a podcast yeah. <laughs> with a loud pop. <laughs> All right, welcome to Comedy on Vinyl. Uh, my name is Jason Klom. Mike Warden's not with me this week, but with me this week is Bob Wilfong. Hello, everybody. I'm Bob Wilfong. Bob, uh, you have seen, I'll guarantee you, you've seen him. Uh, he's on the Nationwide commercials. Uh, yes. Is there a character name? Does he have a character name? No, he does not have a character name. The only thing that is known about him is his title is right. the world's greatest spokesperson in the world. Which is pretty brilliant. I'll, I, I, yeah, I, it's fun. It's good. It's a good title to have. How long have you been doing it? Uh, it's going on two years now. Really? Yeah. That's pretty unusual. Unless yeah, it, well, it's a big campaign, and so yeah. they devote, you know, they devote the time and resource to it. I, I've heard... Some people have described the campaign as ubiquitous, meaning uh-huh. it's everywhere, which another connotation of that word is annoying. So that I can, can see be, both. can be taken that way, but yes. I, I've yet to hear anybody think it's annoying. Okay, that's so, good. And I, I like it, but that's I get excited to see you on TV. Ah, so that's, you know, you that's good. Um, and also was on The Daily Show for, what yeah. years were you on The Daily Show? Uh, I believe it was to probably, well, I don't know the exact dates, but it was 2004 to 2005. Okay. I was on there for about a year. Okay. Yeah, just as Steve Carell was finishing up his tenure there is when I was on. Okay. Yeah. So you've, uh, I mean, you're one of the people from The Daily Show who had the, I mean, I assume it's the the most unconventional, uh, uh, my brain's not working, the most unconventional route into comedy in that you actually started as a real news guy. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you obviously understand and love and appreciate comedy. So uh, we're, we're, I'm sorry, I didn't even mention we're doing the Big Bamboo. We're doing Big Bamboo, the Cheech and Chong album tonight, and uh, going over what the most what we remember. So yeah. in what way did this inspire you or inform your future in comedy? Well, when you asked me, like, what's a comedy album that uh, your first inspiration, I thought instantly of the Cheech and Chong, uh, Sister Mary Elephant yeah. is, a, is a sketch from Big Bamboo. And... Uh, what resonated to me about that, I was probably like six or seven years old when I yeah. heard this, and I would listen to it over and over again, mm-hmm. and I loved the uh, the difference in volume in it, yeah. because it has very, very slow-paced, very low-volume 
a very low energy character choice. Yeah. And then it builds to this crescendo of the teacher just repeatedly asking for the attention of an unruly class by screaming at the top of her lungs, yeah. shut up. <laughs> and as a six or seven year old kid, just somebody screaming, shut up at the top of their lungs, pretty amusing. Awesome. But looking back on it, I, uh, to me, there's a couple of things I respond to, at least if I could say, if I could really reach back and say yeah. it influenced me, is one, I think it does a very good job of character Sure. Uh, it's definable characters, yeah. which I've always responded to in my own comedy of like losing yourself in a very definable character that is identifiable. And you can identify the human existence in the character. Sure. So that's at play there. There's the, the guy who does, uh, you know, his essay on what he did on a summer vacation. Yep. And what do you really say? You know, right. I, the first day I woke up. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just a brilliant, very simple but funny yeah. uh, way to propose a character writing an essay on that. And then uh, I think the other thing is that what I talked about is the different volume levels. That they, as an improviser, that's kind of my trade, uh-huh. uh, not stand-up, but improv, is there is this uh, time uh-huh. that is spent in just building the character and playing the relationship of the scene. Sure. And then having explosive moments in there uh-huh. that are fun to hear, but really just concentrating on the relationship and taking your time with things. Yeah. How, do, how does it play because you did a sh- you, you should think you're very nice to just do this right after a show tonight yeah so but how many people are you on stage with at, at a time trying to build that kind of yeah it depends on the show like tonight we had just four guys uh-huh. just me and three other guys uh which is a pretty small troop back when i was starting up in new york that you know the herald teams we did at ucb was like eight uh-huh. uh eight to nine people i think even at times uh which is a lot of people yeah um it's a lot harder to build something like that if you haven't had the time to plan it out and produce it, which Cheech and Chong, Chong did brilliantly. But like, I don't know yeah. how you do that with eight guys yeah, on stage yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Even Monty Python. I mean, look at that—a bigger troop of guys. I mean, those guys, what they pulled off is incredible. Because, yeah. yeah, when you add more moving parts, it becomes much more difficult to manage. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, putting pen to paper as opposed to dealing with a computer. Sure. I mean, yeah. there's a lot more data in and out. Yeah. Got to deal with. Um, do you remember any other, because I mean that is probably the standout track for me too, do you remember any of the other tracks from the The album? only other track that I was just reminded of today in conversation with my older brother, because uh-huh. keep in mind, I think this came out in like 72 or something. Right, yeah. That's what I saw, but, um, so I was, a, I was a young guy, was that right? It was, yeah, I think so, yeah, and 72. it's their second album. Okay. Uh, so I was not ingesting marijuana at that point Correct. in my life. Right, Okay. Right. okay. Uh, and neither do I now, but sure. anyway, that was a joke. Uh, is uh, my older brother who's seven years older than me at the time had much more of a memory of that album Uh as opposed to me and one of the things he referred to today in my conversation with him is also on Big Bamboo is uh, Basketball Jones which to me I don't know anything about Basketball Jones except that it's funny right and it has a refrain of Basketball Jones yep he's a Basketball Jones Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's that's what I remember of that that yeah, I, I, I like I uh, we were talking about earlier. I list the first time I ever listened to these guys was not on vinyl. I'm uh, unfortunately slightly slightly the wrong age to have heard everything for the first time on vinyl. Yeah, uh, it was all on a tape, a shitty tape that fell apart. Pardon my French. Your mother's here. My I apologize gosh. to Bob Wilfong's mother. My mom is right over here. And uh, you want to say hi? Potty mouth. Say hello to the audience. That hello. That's really my mom. That wasn't me <laughs> in a character voice. That was really my mom. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, we listened to a tape, and it was all the greatest hits, uh, the greatest hits album. And I know that was on there too. Most of this album seemed like it was on that. Yeah. Like, I don't know why this particularly stood out as their best stuff, but it was their first hit album. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I am currently trying to download. Let me let me see if I can go go to a couple tracks and just mention them and see if anything pops into your head. Okay. There's Ralph and Herbie, which I had forgotten about until I uh, checked it out again. That was where they both played the uh, No, brain damage from getting your head run over by the rear wheels. Hey, well, come on, let's do something. I'm dying for some action. Hey, Ralph. Hey, you smell what I smell? Sure do. Isn't that Fifi? Yeah, she's in heat again. Wow, that poodle's always in heat. Yeah, you know those Frenchies. Hey, well, let's call her over, okay? Hey, let me do the talk and I speak their lingo. Mademoiselle! Hey, Bonjour! Uh, Polyvu, uh, Hama Hama! Hey, she's hey. getting away. Let's go get her! Okay, let's go! <laughs> I got her! <laughs> What to you though appeals generally because about Cheech and Chong because I've never ever been a stoner. I've never smoked pot. I've, the only thing I've ever done is had a couple beers. I've never done anything. I'm as straight laced as they come. Yeah. Um, but I love them. I don't think it's fair to call them stoner humor, even though a lot of it's about drugs. Yeah, you yeah. You don't need to be high to appreciate this. Yeah, stuff. I fall into that same category while we're sharing. Sure. I'm, I'm not a big, you know, partier by any means. Never was. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think if I could put my finger on what comedically resonates with them that you don't have to be a, a pot smoker to, to respond to, mm -hmm. is they're playing relationship. Sure. I mean, they're playing two very identifiable, very defined characters mm -hmm. who are having fun playing together. Right. And part of the joy of watching them is you know so well what makes each of them tick yeah. that watching them get into situations where those are put at to test yeah. is fun. Sure. Um, and watching that relationship kind of go through those. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking at the same era, too, and this is another comedian of that time uh -huh. that really when she was hitting us, Lily Tomlin. Sure. Yeah. Is another person that I've always really admired even to this day of just like that. I put her in the same category uh -huh. of somebody who makes very definable characters. Sure. That are, you know, wacky, but at the same time you you hear truth. Yeah. In them. And. And it's monologues with her. Right, right. You know? That's the only way the wackiness works, you know, if you yeah. do have a strong... I mean, the character can be, like, a little little off-kilter, well, incredibly off-kilter. Yeah, right? yeah. So but as long as it's relatable, yeah. I don't know what you find. Again, I don't know what I find necessarily in Cheech and Chong other than maybe the brotherhood element of it. I didn't have a brother, but my best friend and I became best friends over this album. Yeah. Or over the greatest hit album. Um, did it ever... Did any comedy in general ever help you, like... Did any, any of your friendships strengthen, or maybe with your brother? Did you bond with anybody over comedy? Oh, yeah. I remember listening to this Cheech and Chong album with my my two uh, nearest-to-me-in-age siblings, my uh, brother and my sister. Okay. And we would listen it over to our neighbor's house, and I don't know why this woman had this Cheech and Chong record, but my godmother was our next-door neighbor. It was Ronnie Becker, who was probably in her 60s. Wasn't she, Mom? in the 70s so she was an older lady but she had a record player and I don't know if she had the Cheech and Chong record or we brought it over but we would listen to it at Ronnie Becker's house and we would play it over and over again and it was me my brother and my sister and we would just laugh our heads off about it. that's awesome yeah, yeah. that's awesome I, I will very quickly point out we, we are here at the at Second City Theater in Hollywood so you're going to hear some uh, some nice atmosphere which yeah. brings me to a good point 
Uh, Cheech and Chong was incredibly well produced. I think there's just so much atmosphere and so much going on. There isn't a there isn't a moment of sound where there's not something happening. Yeah. You know, rich silence sometimes, but there's always something happening. You feel like you're in a city. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's which very is most important. Feels like um, anything stand out. I mean, I don't know if you've ever done audio comedy of any kind. So I don't know. If it, I would love to do more of it. I think it's like a totally untapped. I mean, I yeah. I. I need to listen to more podcasts. I'm sure there's some brilliant stuff on, on yeah. iTunes and stuff with just sound only yeah. comedy. But yeah, you think of uh, was it National Lampoon Radio Hour? Yeah. Uh, I, being a, a guy who did long form improv, we would do uh, what they call Heralds in the Dark, right? Where there was, if you can still hear me, over the din in this lobby. <laughs> The place is packed, folks. It's just showtime. It's the magic of Hollywood. That is what Bob Wolfong does to a room. That's right. Just lights it up. But uh, we would do Heralds in the Dark, where it was turn off the lights, and you just did, you know, uh, via sound, uh, 25 minutes of improv with your... And it was fun. It was a lot of fun to listen to. And you got to play things in that... In that darkness that you couldn't play, you know, otherwise. Did you have stuff to do sound effects, or did you? Just use oh yeah, no, you did sound effects. I mean, this is like, say we, you know, I talked about that eight-person team. Yeah. You had an eight-person team just sitting on chairs playing in the darkness. That's amazing. But so it gave you a great opportunity to play sounds as games. Sure. Um, to make humor out of just the sounds. You can do so much more, well, maybe not more, but so many different things with a, a pause in sound than you can oh, visually, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. it's left up to their imagination. Yeah. And they're wondering what the hell's going on, and then that a decision comes out of like out of the dark, which is perfect, like a decision or, or a, you know some kind of a choice or moment comes out of the darkness and it surprises you more, Yeah. at least for me. You know, I totally agree. And I think there's something to be said, and I think I'm a big music guy. We're Respond to music. To me, music and comedy in that regard have a very similar attraction. Yeah. In that, uh, when I talk about Cheech and Chong, has this nice like moments of just kind of low energy and then high energy. Yeah. I think of great music. You know, has some of those elements to it too. This isn't always the case with music, but there's great piece of music, whether it be pop music or classics. You know, uh, you know, uh, orchestral music. Yeah. Is you have these beautifully quiet moments that play out for a while and then these large explosions of sound yeah and there's there's something cool in both those worlds with that it's weird because i was actually at the hollywood bowl for only the second time last night um and they did the four seasons for all these four seasons and like i mean emotionally it's just even though i was freezing my butt off emotionally like it's it, it 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 drains you and there's like so much going on exactly what you're saying but i can see I, the whole time, I was picturing in my head a non-existent Charlie Chaplin movie. So comedy was the oh, first thing that popped wow. into my head, you know. Wow, yeah. Maybe because of the association with classical, you know, with orchestral score and Chaplin, but still, it just seemed perfect. Yeah, they still yeah. Do great comedy. Yeah, and it's interesting watch a comedic movie or an animated movie, especially without music. Yeah, yeah. and it totally changes the vibe. I mean, stuff that is that can be rich and very enjoyable with the soundtrack, you remove the music and it becomes boring and ordinary. I mean, that's why the old uh, Looney Tunes work so well. Yeah, that's yeah. Where of, that's where I remembered half the music I heard yeah. last night from. Yeah. Looney Tunes or oh, yeah. bad commercials. But yeah, Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Oh, bad commercials. And just yeah. a couple of the, the damn, what is it, the... Uh, the diamond commercials that I did not realize that the, the, oh, really? the De Beers commercials were of all these four seasons. Oh, really? I'm a Philistine, so I had no idea. You know, there you I, go. I, I, but, uh, um, you know, one of them actually finally downloaded oh, on really? my phone. I'm downloading this album very slowly onto my okay. phone, so let's see if we can uh, get that to play uh, in a second. Okay. Um, 
while I do that, uh, let's uh, very quickly, uh, there was another one on here. Uh, I'm sure this is exciting for the people at home to listen to. He is frantically working on his phone. I'll, I'll fill in the play-by-play -play just to give you a little bit more excitement. He is working with his thumbs at a high rate of speed. He is looking at, oh, he's got one of those flip phones. Mm -hmm. And he is scrolling now. He is looking for the app or the button that may apply to what he needs to do. Now he's touching. He had just touched his hand to his his hand to his forehead in a worried, thinking way, body language wise. He seems to have pulled up something. Something. And now he has gone back to a, a menu screen of some sort. And now he is punching with his thumb. Here we go. Wait. Found something. Here we go. It's gonna be very crappy sounding. This is Sister Mary Elephant. Good morning, class. Class. Yeah. <laughs> so makes okay. me laugh. See, it does. Yep, it still kills me every time. Oh my god! I don't know who's doing that. That's it. That's all. No, there's more. Oh, you're pausing. We can listen okay. to the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I just it killed me. So I just yeah. Yes. Read your essay, please. Uh, I don't have it finished yet. Man. Well, then, read what you have, young man. Yeah, I'll read mine. Hey, want to hear mine? The first day, no, my vacation. What I did on my summer vacation. The first day of my vacation, I woke up. Then, I went downtown to look for a job. Then, I hung out in front of the drugstore. The second day of my summer vacation, I woke up. Then I went downtown to look for a job. Then I hung out in front of the drugstore. The third day of my summer vacation, I woke up. Then I went downtown to look for a job. That's fine, young man. Then I got a job. Young man. Keeping people from hanging out in front of the drugstore. Young man. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. So good. It's still good. Okay, I'm glad it still works. Yeah, so it still works. I don't know why, like you said, I don't know why that is funny to hear, but it is funny yeah. to hear. And it's it's uh, production-wise, it is like this cacophony. It's like a wall of sound, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like Beatles definitely. style, but then it like complete silence. Yeah, complete yeah. Complete silence, and it plays with it. You're right. And I love that moment. I had forgotten about that where the. Uh, I don't know, Cheech or Chong, whoever uh, says it's the far out when the knife goes in. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's far out, man. Just those little asides. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, and I, I, those inform, because it, it, it allows you something every time you listen to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. You hear something new. Yeah. And I obviously have forgotten half of it, and it's so good Yeah, it's such again. a cool world to play in, man. Now I'd be yeah. excited about creating, like, sound, like, just radio comedy. I'm, wor I'm working on maybe doing an album like that again. Cause that would last, be I did lovely, that in 99. I was, you know, 19, so it was, really, it was kind of crappy at the time. But, like, yeah. you know, I got to make my own album. You yeah. know, I've been wanting to do that for years. Um, but, yeah, that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. I bet you if you got, uh, you know, I mean, anybody, you would think over time and hard work could make something really good. But I bet you could get an all-star crew of people to, I know. to do something like Cause that. Because at some point, since I did all that myself, it would be great to actually, now that I'm in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. Like when I was in upstate New York, now I could just get... Bunch of people actually want to do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Because sign wanna... me up, man. I, All right. I would do it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Be so good. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think. What are there other albums from the era or any album just generally? That... Yeah, you know. Uh... 
gosh, uh, my album life was pretty brief because uh, I, I started to get into cassettes, and by that time I was into music more than albums. I remember Gilda Radner had a had an album that was out that was very funny, um, and I forget the bits from it, but I remember playing that time and time again. Um, I think there was something about let's talk to the animals. I, I think that's a Gilda Radner bit that was very funny on there, and then of course Steve Martin's Wild and Crazy Man and all that stuff, uh, Wild and Crazy Guy. Um, you know, those are albums that come to mind. Yeah. Bill Cosby I love, but I don't remember listening to him in album form. Okay, okay. Um, him I remember taking in when I first got cable. Uh-huh. I saw his, one of his concerts. I, I would imagine he did more than one. But, yeah, he did a bunch. Yeah. Uh, but it's a concert film. It's just brilliant. Just really good yeah. comedy. But, yeah, those are the other albums and early sure. influences. Yeah. Other than uh, the fact that stoners will never die, uh, yeah. what do you think keeps Cheech and Chong around? I mean, people still care. They did a concert. They did a tour two years ago, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I would like to think it goes to, you know, I, I've said it before, but I think it's very identifiable characters playing a relationship. Uh, and it's human. I mean, you can... There's something about when that guy says, far out, man, yeah. you know somebody in your life, it could be you at some points or somebody you're related to, that is that person in that moment yeah. of being amazed by something that's truly moronic. Right, right. Um, and, and that's, that, you know, I understand why that's still enjoyable to, to take in. Yeah. Just like Monty Python and all those guys, it's the human experience in comedic form. Hey, man, where you been all day, man? I had trouble getting you on the phone, man. On the phone? Yeah. Oh, wow, man, I don't even have a phone. Oh, well, that's probably why I had trouble getting you then, man. Hey, what you doing, man? Oh, just watching TV, man. Watching TV? What are you watching, man? I don't know. It's a movie about Indians, but it's really boring, man. Hey, man, that's not a movie, man. That's a test pattern, man. All right, good. This is going to be a super short episode because I want I want to let you go. Oh, uh, thank you, Jason. But, um, but, but uh, let's uh, real quick, just is there anything you want to plug? I'm going to get this up tomorrow or Friday. So. Yeah, uh, well, I'm doing the dad show here at the Second City in L.A., Hollywood, right on Hollywood Boulevard. That's what you hear, this humongous crowd that's right. been in the lobby here. We've just set up ropes and we've got massive security. We're keeping holding them back right now. Oh, my God. We're up here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. for the month of August. Um, I'm currently working on a one-man show that will be up sometime in the fall in L.A. Uh, you can Facebook friend me. My name is Bob Wiltfong. I have no problem uh, accepting you into my friendship circle. And I'll plug my shows that way as well. Cool. And yeah. buy nationwide insurance. Please. Yeah, buy nationwide insurance, please. They're on your side. That's what I hear. Yeah. I hear it a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, thank I you, Jason. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you, They man. can hear that handshake. I'm sure. Yes, that's right. That was a very firm handshake. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Comedy on Vinyl, Episode 7 with Bob Wolfong. Have a wonderful thing. The overalls in Mrs. Muffet's Comedy on Vinyl is recorded at Fort Awesome Studios in Burbank, California. Go to ComedyOnVinyl.com to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Our producer is Mike Warden, and our editor is Jason Klom. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. To see what else we're up to, go to StolenDress.com and look at our podcasts, our books, our blogs, our videos, and anything else that might strike your fancy. 
And if StolenDress.com is too long for you, you can always go to goo.gl forward slash capital Y, capital S, Q, Z as in zinc, capital F. And he excused himself for what he said that night. So we put music to the world and sang with all our might. Put through the overalls in Mrs. Murphy's chowder. Nobody spoke. Nationwide insurance. I'm all ears. I bought my policy online, and I haven't heard from the company since. When Pam switches to Nationwide Insurance, we're not going to treat her like Policy 413. We're going to treat her like Pam. Get to know her. Be proactive. Oh, and rename the company Nation Pam. Oh. Done. Nation Pam is on yours, Sam. We'll make that work.